Good evening. We are sorry to report that Van Tian, oath by appointment to His Highness Alvin de Fier, has fallen foul of the mods. Not the kind of mods that can be treated by sending a drinking beverage made from the frameshift drive plates of ships that failed to finish the hut and run, and which can be used to keep your beverage warm due to frameshift energies that they've absorbed. Oh no, that would be far, far too easy. This is the kind of mods, quarantine-inducing, clammy-skinned, expectorating, foggy-brained mods that spread by people continuing to breathe in a confined space. You'd think that he'd be used to wearing a mask by now. After all, it was a condition of his employment here at the Orbital. That was long before the galactic outbreaks and nothing to do with hygiene. It's just that he really does look better behind a mask. Trust is, and when we say mask, we do, of course, mean muzzle. Back to the intro, Vantian is self-isolating, keeping himself locked away from his family with nothing but a half-pack of jammy dodgers, a packet of cup of soup, and four years out that's four years out of date, and almost unable to talk. His wife describes his condition as satisfactory. He has been in contact via Galbook Messenger and tells us in his best Black Knight voice that it's just a flesh wound and that it'll take more than that to lay him low. Oh God, he stumbled in and opened all of the windows, which, as you imagine, can be a problem in the space station. He's written a note and he's trying to read it. <coughs> For goodness sake, get back in your room. Give me that piece of paper. What does it say anyway? Oh, our mugs are live. Good evening, everyone. Yes, it's true. One of the smallest of creatures has laid low one of the largest. And the voice of Rudolf Hucker is confined to a small box far away from the orbital. Now, you might see him staring out of the window of a passing medical ship convoy, so just keep clear. I'm Harry Balzac, your host for this evening, and I'm wearing this protective suit just to be careful. I'm Wilma Fingerdoo, and I'm wearing this tight PVC suit just because I want to. I'm Mia Harkness and I'm wearing this suit because it was the only one in my size. I'm Hwang Kerr and I'm wearing this suit because one has to maintain standards. I'm Norma Snuckers and this suit is the most comfortable one I have. Even if it gets a bit nippy from time to time, but the Pan Am really needs to breathe along with everyone else. Watch out when you turn around. That, that nearly went in my ear. Quick, someone cause a distraction and I'll throw a blanket over her. It's a jump to the left. Two into one won't blow. Here today. Living in a material world. Peregrina Peril, Part 2. Commander Freebooted talks about his package. Remember, hands, face, space, Lurgy. It's time for more Adventures in Space.
Firstly tonight, we're bringing you news of an apology from the Paris Federation. Apparently, they've been trying to raise extra cash by renting the space around planetary settlements to a film studio to use it for visual effects. Now, you might imagine that such a scenario could be quite exciting. Putting on a skin-tight flight suit that's covered in ping-pong balls, watching someone with an orange on a stick to indicate your eyeline, all in front of a huge screen, green screen that blanks out while, quite frankly, can be a boring background so that in the end, the viewers can see swooping dragons, vast chasms, clouds and blue people leaping from tree to tree. Well, it's none of that. It's not the kind of special effects, it's stop-motion animation. Now I can imagine the corners of your mouth starting to rise a little into a smile as you think of a rocket ship, a dog and a man who apparently doesn't need a spacesuit, not even with a pumpkin for a head. That's obviously fiction, not part of the elite dangerous galaxy, because they have cheese. No, nothing so sophisticated as a clay model being used to imitate life. No chickens burying their way out of a penal colony. No animated bottom half of a flight suit that can be remote controlled if you have a larsenous penguin. No, this was entirely from a more naive era. Not once, not since a single man with a sword and shield did battle with a load of skeletons or fought off a giant green leela has such motion been seen everything jumped from place to place without any motion in between as if everyone kept blinking really really slowly go to clunk someone on the helmet with some piece of debris and by the time your arm connected they'd flitted round the corner had some time for a beverage of their choice and flitted back the entire place had gone the full max headroom and FPS stood for, for pity's sake. Pilots were naturally upset about this state of affairs and so after much discussion, the Pilots Federation had packed up the studios and reverted the settlements to their previous usage. So everything now should be smooth as Roger Forboys sliding next to you. But do be aware that if a contact offers to sell you rapper bell snake skins, don't look into the, her eyes. The Pilots Federation's recent community goal initiative to build a string of stepping stone megaships between the bubble and Colonia saw many truckers engage in a furious frenzy of cooperative endeavour. The project, intended to last a whole week, achieved its goal in under two days, almost entirely due to the shininess of the reward goodies on offer. Beyond the usual cash incentives, Brewer Corporation purveyors of fleet carriers to the spacefaring galaxy, the promoters of the scheme, were also offering brand spanking new modified grade 3A, 4A and 6A frameshift drives. This without any of that fiddly ferreting about gathering materials and data and then schlepping off to the back end of nowhere to see some nerdy engineer who smells faintly of mothballs and spends half the time not making eye contact by ogling at their shoes. Several hunting truckers were noted to be busily shuttling back and forth to the delivery location, McDonald's Settlement in Alcor, in their T9 space cows and sleek cutters. Amongst them, Commander Socks, Aden, Bam, Count Nugget, Chicks and Duckface, 
we're seeing in addition to that venerable Galnet double act that is Wotherspoon and Beetlejuice. Now, a phrase that you will he- hear often in the stations other than loitering is crime, pun- loitering is a-, a crime punishable by death, particularly in those stations hosting a CG frenzy with the largest ships, and which is in a direct legacy of give way to ships of limited manoeuvrability is now simply give way to larger ships. However, it can be a little confusing in a T9 to whom you ought to give way. Is it a cutter larger than T9? Who knows? One solution to this conundrum is to simply engage a docking computer and let it calculate when it's safe to negotiate the slot. Unless, of course, you took it out to carry an extra ton of cargo. Having his fleet carrier stuck in Doris, the, an adjacent system, Commander Jax was jumping in with a full load of computer components approaching McDonald's settlement in his T9 when he noticed Commander Beetlejuice and a T9 just ahead of him approaching the slot. Engaging his docking computer, he was pleased to see it quickly flick from waiting in queue to auto-dock in progress, and his T9 lumbered up behind Beetlejuice. However, as they both drew even closer, the nose of the cutter suddenly appeared from within the station, lining up for an exit. The cutter was most certainly not giving way to any ships, larger or not, and proceeded to wedge Commander Beetlejuice in the slot. Fitted with only small bump shields in favour of cargo space, it wasn't going to be long before one of them regretted their loadout choices and reluctance to stand aside. Now, Commander Chicks, being the gentleman that he is, being never one to, how should we put it, surprise a lady from behind, well, uninvited at least, but being within the confines of the toast rack, overrode his docking computer and vigorously engaged reverse thrust, withdrawing himself from the slot. Um, as it were. Alas, it was too little too late and Commander Beetlejuice, skewered from both ends, was pushed backwards into his cockpit by the oncoming cutter. Poor Jude, for one who is quite used to painting the galaxy, then proceeded to explode and vividly paint the galaxy with components of her ship and her cargo, spewing computer components, ceramic composites and thermal cooling units into the void, very narrowly escaping in her personal pod. Several cutter-owning truckers were approached to identify the culprit, but all gave a shrug and, not me, gov, so we may never know who committed the most ungentlemanly act. Commander Chicks' only regret he confided to Hutton Orbital Radio News was that he did not have the presence of mind to activate his onboard ship's camera system in order to capture the incident so that everyone else could watch it and have a good laugh too. There's been an outbreak of head recently. Sorry, let me phrase that in another way. There have been several reports of spontaneous baldness in the galaxy. Pilots have been waking up to find that they've gone the full Samson, joined the Picard Cosplay Club, and had a sudden urge to thank a baked potato for no good reason. Yes, sales of suntan lotion for the follically challenged have gone through the roof. Wig makers have been forced to use dead meat's cast-offs. It's a cheaper source because it comes with its own glue, apparently. And the use of sunglasses for any pilot passing by has been a basic necessity. These manhood-shaped rocket-owner doppelgangers appear to have fallen foul of what scientists are calling the revenge of the legs. Pilots who have decorated their bonds with a fantastic quiff, or indeed any item that really only works in an on-foot ensemble, find that if they decide to temporarily hang up their legs, perhaps to give them a little extra room in the footwell when carrying a heavy load around the galaxy, 
Look, not only is their extra special look gone, but so is their hair. An extreme punishment, perhaps, for going against the natural order of things, you might think. After all, if you've evolved to use your legs, it seems silly to try and reverse things and crawl back into the swamp. Even if it is lovely and warm down there in the mud. You may be right. Especially as you don't get your good looks back if you get your legs out of storage. The moral of the story? Two legs good. No legs bad. For your hair. The Pilots' Federation has been inviting commanders to meetings behind the bike sheds to discuss those bits you can only get from a scrappy. Yes, they're talking about materials. The secret to manufacturing them disappeared along with the plans for the Cobra Mark I and the Moray Starboat, which means second-hand is the only way. The engineers greedily take them all in and, in a quid pro quo, send them to the manufacturers of new ships in a virtuous cycle of recycling, upcycling and cash backhanders as old as time. However, it has come to the attention of the pilots of the Pilots' Federation that this dodgy cartel needs looking at a bit. Yes, sleaze goes deep even out into space. The exchange rates from traders and dodgy bar persons, the casual and lackadaisical distribution of these spares to cupboards and USSs everywhere. The pilots just won't stand for it. Especially if they're on Xbox, they have to stay sitting. But never one not to turn an accusation of corruption into a PR activity, the Pilots' Federation are canvassing the galaxy to find out how to more fairly distribute the micro-materials needed by engineers. Should they just release more of them from their stockpile? Or maybe a few more of the rare ones, like cat videos and settlement defence plans? Should they give them out to good boys and girls at Christmas instead of coal? Or maybe they can revitalise their CQC championship by giving the winners a few gubbins, doohickeys and whatchamacallits for their real ship when they're flying virtual ones. Whatever the case, this very open and inviting tactic has garnered a huge response and we expect to see macro changes to your micro-material gathering soon. On a side note, everyone has rejected the idea of just buying the requisite component. That would just be silly. As mentioned earlier, in this very new show, Andervantian appears to have had another incident. Certainly, he's not here. And, as with last week, he sent us in his Commander's Log by way of an apology. Commander's Log. Commander Vantayun. Aboard the Shady Lady. Continued. Number one. Local security searching. Hiding in Peregrina. Care parcel arrived by hut and truck. Number two. Care parcel is one tonne of bandages. No longer got red on me. Number three. Bored. Gone for walk on planet surface. Number four. Seen interesting plant life. Attempting to document. Number five. Plant life hostile. Suit compromised. Got red on me. Plant life terminated. Number six. Care parcel bandages applied. Red stopped. Mysterious alarm on cockpit dash. Number seven. Biohazard alarm. Number eight. Planet atmosphere contagious. Potential mods. Quarantine initiated. Send advanced medicines. 
<laughs> Number nine. Left planet under cover of dark. No sign of pursuit. Feeling a little iffy. Number ten. Check temperature. Normal. Checked heart rate. Normal. Stuck finger in onboard medical debris. Says mods. Bugger. Number eleven. Ten days quarantine. Shady lady drifting. Might have temperature. Number twelve. Gone to find heatsink launcher to cuddle heatsink. Might help. Number thirteen. Now got shivers. Shaking while shaving. Not clever. Got red on me. Number fourteen. Bandages applied. Bored. Number fifteen. Really bored. I've started making things out of bandages. Number sixteen. Made snake. Number seventeen. Made rope. Number eighteen. Made complicated bandage hammock. <laughs> Number nineteen. Nine days quarantine to go. Might go mad. Send help. Commander Freebooted, enjoying his freedom from various penal colonies, I said penal, due in no small part to his newly installed escape pods, has been looking into a different kind of trading. It all started when he couldn't bring himself to dispose of the packaging his python came in. It was just too nice and the box had a magnetic catch built in which closed with a satisfying click. But you can't throw something like that away now can you? This led him to assemble a vast collection of packaging, some of which still has the original product inside. With the addition of his latest items, the box from an early 21st century VR headset, he has decided to display his collection for all to view, in an anarchy system obviously. As his python is a little on the small side, he bought a brand new beluga liner for the purpose, and then realising it was brand new mint in box, decided that he couldn't unpack it. After adding this to his acquisitions ledger, he then bought a second-hand beluga and had it refitted as a floating museum which is due to open to the visitors in the next few weeks. Highlights of the collection include an authentic marathon wrapper, a little woody in a box, a Domino's pizza box with original cheese, a selection of Tupperware, a little blue bag from a packet of salt and shake crisps, an Italian army tank, never used. A large packing crate with the Ark of the Covenant inside that he found in a big warehouse. And a second-hand copy of Parade still sealed in its original cellophane wrapper. His eclectic mix of objects is sure to be a big hit with tourists across the bubble. We just hope he has installed adequate security measures to stop some dastardly thief from plundering it all. Incoming encrypted transmission. Decrypting. Decryption complete. Stand by for a message from Hexcom Actual. <sighs> okay, Hexwing, it's obvious we're facing a completely new phase in humanity's conflict with the Thargoids. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Right now, the status looks pretty dire. Where we used to clear all incursions in one week, we are now taking weeks to clear each system from active attack. We have active incursions in each of the Pleiades, Witchhead, and now the Colsac Nebula regions. Twelve systems are registering a massive going presence, and one has a significant presence. Now, here's the good news. We've been here before, and we know last time we did push Tharg back eventually. We are going to do it again. 
Remember that we are hut truckers. When others say a thing is impossible, we just see a challenge. When others get frustrated and quit, we're just getting started. It's time to settle in for the long haul and know that this will be a marathon and not a sprint. Tharg wants to test us again. He's going to find out that we are up to the challenge. Remember everything we've learned about Thargoids, whether through our own struggles of the last few years or by researching the history of the Goid-Guardian conflict. The one thing Tharg respects is strength. It's down to a test of wills, and Tharg is about to learn just how stubborn humanity really is. In spite of Tharg's relentless attacks, the fleet carrier FTM Fellowship is still on station in Pleiades Sector PD-SB4-0, along with many other AXI-aligned carriers. We will continue to fight to clear the incursions in the Pleiades alongside other AXI and independent commanders. Be aware, AXI has also released a new intelligence summary available at www.thargoid.watch. There are still stations needing evacuation in all three regions, so rescue pilots, you still have plenty of options to choose from. Also remember the rescue ships need emergency supplies including HE suits, water, and basic medicines. Finally, repair operations have begun on Copernicus Observatory and Astrobe for any truckers working with Operation Ida. Stay strong, Haxwing. We've been here before and prevailed, and we will prevail again. We're too damn stubborn not to. Watch each other, Six. Keep your eyes on the signal sources, and always be ready to defend the mug. Hexcom message complete. Defend the mug. Encrypted transmission complete. With three adverse states in Hutton space this week, there's a bit of work for you filthy lot to be getting on with. We have two systems languishing on 34%, Barnard Star of course, which gained a point in the week, and Hill Parsi, where 50% of the influence is currently locked up in two conflicts. In each system, a player faction is in second place, so keep an eye on the conflict's ending to restore some Hutton influence. Chepin has been on somewhat of a roller coaster, going from 41 to 61 in just a week. A third system with a, a player faction in second place, albeit only on 24. Well done to the truckers who assisted the hanky clone army putting things straight. Unfortunately, the outbreak in Wolf 25 that was fettled exactly a week ago has spread to Epsilon Eridani, presumably due to some lax quarantine measures on the part of some commander or other. Hmm. Commanders are reminded to wear their remlocks in all inside spaces, particularly when meeting people you don't know and especially when talking to those dodgy dudes in station social spaces. Commanders should wash their hands frequently and maintain social distancing in any indoor spaces. So that'll be pretty much everywhere then. And absolutely, there should be no more than one commander in a hangar lift, a surface reconnaissance vehicle, or an escape pod. 
we have two ongoing infrastructure failures, one in Lord 26, which can be ignored, and the other in WISE 0855-0714, as the cheap water filters we installed only two months ago failed prematurely again, as predicted. There is a fleet carrier with spare water filters in orbit at Yamazaki Landing, so all you have to do is ship them down there in exchange for as much silver and gold as you can carry off the station. At the top end of the Systems League, just like last week, we have 9 systems above 60% with 2 over 70. We're expanding from somewhere, sometime, probably to some filthy dump we don't want. So let's get them under control so that we can decide where we expand to. Thank you to the truckers that cleared the pirates out of Narnia. It only lost five points in the week. The priorities this week are, if you want to truck something, you're going to be busy. Boost Hutton influence in Hill Pass Sai and Barnard Star when the conflicts die down, ship meds into Epsilon Eridani to relieve the outbreak, and ship in some more dodgy life safety systems into WISE 0855-0714. If you want to shoot something, Floch will tell you what shoot at a little later on. It's amazing that there's any time to just sit and bask or meander aimlessly around the galaxy by yourself these days. What with the sheer number of and variety of events being organised by fellow community members. Here is some information about just a few of them. As usual, links will be posted in Twitch chat and also in the description of the YouTube upload. The Fleet Carrier Consu is around two-thirds of the way along the 124 waypoints of the Cannon Challenge, all of them hoping to get retrofitted interiors to the carrier soon, so they can, can stretch their legs between jumps. Commander Mephisto has taken time for changing the little pioneer freshener in his cabin to send us this update. At waypoint 88, the comfy cannon crews featured L09 type anomalies, pulsating green cloud-like phenomena. Then Konsu crossed nearly 16,000 light years to get closer to the Milky Way center again. Here, the next waypoints are only a few hundred light years apart. At number 89, the first kind of the cute Taurus mollusks could be played with. Rubellum. The next had the Blatium ones as well as the Rutulum calcite plates. Today, the expedition moved to Waypoint 91 to find Viridae Taurus mollusks. Next week, the crews will explore even further towards the bulge and will get as close to the bubble as it has for a very long time. Only 8,500 light years from Sol. The Wild Wild West expedition is definitely alliterative. Commander Airman Dan has used the Pony Express to let us know what's going on. Wild Wild West wanders above. The Wild Wild West expedition this week launched into a new and unexplored sector far above the galactic plane after a wildly successful search for Waypoint 11. This sparsely populated sector cannot be searched by normal means and commanders have taken full advantage of this to make a number of new and unique discoveries for the expedition. 
Back at Waypoint 10, the Waymark initiative has completed after drawing a galactic scale W and leaving the expedition's mark on the universe for all to see, especially frontier developments. It is the expedition's hope this mark's mark helps wayward wanderers orient themselves out here in the wild, wild west. Next week, the expedition starts another climb above the plane with a stop at a red giant opposite a pair of bi red dwarfs. Prepare for sunset screenshots. Expedition All the Clouds in the Sky hasn't made much progress recently. Commander Deluvian has prized open the rusty door of his carrier to see what's been happening in his absence. After several days away, I finally went back to my ship on Tuesday. What would you expect when you leave your ship without the captain behind? Not much has been done, looks like most of my crew is professionally active, so nobody really had time to do any mining. The tritium level is however high enough to move forward. The problem is that the location we are in is actually one of the better ones we saw on the way. It was advantageous to stay here, but being just parked with no activity is not really helping. I have to admit that I have been contemplating moving forward and at last reaching our actual first nebula, Spongu. The crew needs motivation and definitely feels like a good idea to get to the very first cloud in the sky. Stay tuned tonight, LHL-31731Z Zodiac will start moving deeper into the Formidane Rift. That will definitely take a couple of days to get there, but I will try to do my best to accomplish that goal. As promised, or is that threatened? The 26 had a scavenger hunt that they called the Bandit Run, which involved grabbing six items from various parts of the bubble, then hot-footing it back to Hutton Orbital and queuing for the medium pad. Commander DB Exterminator wanted us to tell us how it all went. Greetings, Commanders. First and foremost, on behalf of myself and the 26th, I'd like to thank all the Commanders that took part in the Bandit Run. Would also like to congratulate the Hunt and Trucker's own Commander Funky Abigail for claiming the first prize for the runners category and the bonus prize for the fastest time to Hutton Orbital for the time of 1 hour 24 minutes and 39 seconds. Alas, no one has come forward to claim either of the pirate prizes. The warhead has proven too much for them. They'll just have to try again next time. For anyone who may have missed this race, the good news is that I've had enough interest and as it turns out, I've decided to turn it into a league. We'll be taking December off to allow commanders to spend time with their families, but the Bandit Racing League will return in January with an even more challenging and exhilarating event. Stay tuned to Hutton Radio as you'll hear about it here first. Oh yes, one more thing. I did leave a few units of milk in the cargo bay on Hutton Orbital. Thanks again for allowing us to use your station. There are still a few weeks to sign up for the Magellan experience. All truckers are invited by the Independent Explorers Association to their most ambitious trip to date, covering not only winter, but the first part of next year. Starting November 28.30.07 and the end has been extended by three weeks to 6th of March 33.08. From Beta Sculptoris to West Ursa Majoris, heading south towards the Seagull Nebula to link up with the Perseus arm of the galaxy. 
from there heading east down the arm all the way to the very tip to visit Magellan Star. Commander Richard Florian's M and the team are ready. They report that there are now 100 members signed up. They have a definite route and they all need all they need are those lemon-scented paper napkins. As promised, Commander Hunter has returned. It's like he never, was never away. With news. Ladies and gentle pilots, Five Euro Tours is back with another stunning journey in our beloved Milky Way galaxy. The old school way, the Southern Nebula Journey. We will be going on a four-week trip to the south and southwest of the bubble, passing through 25 nebulae along the way. All that without the support of fleet carriers. That's right, the old school way. We will be departing 20th of November 3307 and return on 18th of December 3307, just in time for everyone's favourite holiday. Remember, if you want your event to feature, please email itookpartatutnorbital.com and you too could be basking in fame and fortune, or at least get a mention. And that was the news. Stay tuned for brand new Galnet News Digest, Flossie's Roundup of the CG News, Hutton Helper Results, and of course, rounding off the show in her unique way, Amelia is contractually obliged to tackle one of the galaxy's most rare and dangerous items. Because she didn't read the small print. But first, throughout the galaxy, uh, there are still some dates from pre-spacefaring history that are commemorated, where silence for a few minutes falls across nearly everywhere. The 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month is still observed. Two minutes silence in memory of those who fought and fell in the First World War. Over the years, decades and centuries, it has become a focal point dedicated to the memory of all victims of war, those who have served, their families, and those who have sacrificed so much. Earlier today at the orbital, the sounds of the last post rang out through the corridors, followed by an eerie silence, then the reveille and the traditional poem for the fallen. Before we move to the rest of the show, we will just quote the final verse. As the stars that shall be bright when we are dust, moving in marches upon the heavenly plain, as, as the stars that are starry in the time of our darkness, to the end, to the end they remain. Thank you, and we're back, and that's the end of the serious stuff. Right. Yay. Yeah. Well, Yay. It, it's still important, I think. Lovely. It's time to ask about now. Yes. Yeah, you see that, but we've still got the, the Hutton Helper results. That's, that's pretty you serious said serious stuff. stuff. Yeah. Oh, oh, seri oh, serious stuff. No, yes, serious. yes. Yeah, somebody stars. Right? Well, John Mackin, yeah. isn't it? Yes. And the CGs, that's yeah. really serious. Mm. Yes. <clears throat> so, Let us talk. So, Let's yeah, let's talk. Let's start with uh, said, I haven't seen any of the live streams this week. Did anybody cool. else? <laughs> Good job, <laughs> somebody <laughs> did. Do I ever? So <laughs> yes, Tuesday. Uh the one tonight. I can't remember what the subject of one tonight. Um I'm usually watching TV. <laughs> uh, last Thursday there was another lore um live stream with uh 
Oh, yeah. in Wotherspoon. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tuesday was uh, was Zach and Bruce, and for some reason it was Community Highlights. Uh, not sure why it wasn't Super Cruise News. Maybe there just isn't any news. That's like last week, really, isn't possible. it? Yeah, that's possible. We've been there ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> At least we have week. the common um, courtesy to make something week. up. We we cover is is somebody going to uh, help by posting that in the uh, in the link in the chat to the thinly disguised news article about uh, materials and ship engineering. So Frontier are revisiting ship engineering. Would like to find out what uh, what players think so oh, uh, is that what that news item was all about <laughs> uh, well, I, I i halfway through reading that i realized what it was about um so that's looking good at, if you if you want to but halfway through you're doing well <laughs> i was thinking what the hell is this about like, <laughs> um so they've put a forum post so they obviously gather all the uh, the feedback and the silly comments and yeah. particularly with respect of material gathering and engineering rebalancing um I want I mean, my dirty. Should, I want should, my dirty drives to be dirtier. I, I want filthy. Be, yeah, I want <laughs> filthy dirty, drives. Dirty. Yes. Yeah. Dirty, dirty bastard drives. <laughs> <laughs> so dirty. 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 Dirty boy. These drives are filthy. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the. Do you remember the CG? How long was the tourist beacon CG, Flossie? Two, three weeks ago? Tourist beacons? Do you remember that? You got... The, oh, it wasn't the CG, it was um, it's competition, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. It was screenshots, wasn't it, or something? Mm. Screenshots of Earth-like worlds, yeah. That were Earth-like worlds. God, that <coughs> yeah. was a while ago. Yeah. Um, so they'll be in the galaxy by the end of the week. Um, so mm. do we know if any truckers... Managed to name a tourist beacon, or it's probably um, a good thing, really. You imagine beacon, think, beacon um, face. <laughs> oh, what do you call him? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm? What do you call him? How's he? Um, him, thingy. Oh, Zulu Romeo. Zulu Romeo. Didn't he get one? I think. Did he? Oh, oh, he should get one. Oh, but how he's nice. He'll, he'll give it a sensible name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mm. Yes, that's true. Or he'll name it after a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now, I know I just mentioned CGs, and, I, and I'm saying this with an eye on on Flossie's pan hand because I'm just at the right, just in case, <laughs> I'm just at the right distance. To, anyway, so uh, I'm going to mention the last CG. No, I think I'm all right. I'm, I'm getting the beady eye, so I'll go carefully. The Colonia Bridge CG ended very quickly, um, as you probably noticed, in less than two days, particularly the. Um, bubble side of it, the colonial mm-hmm. side of it went on for what another day or so. Oh, hang on. Nope, her, nothing that. Her pan hands moving. Oh, it's Wait, right. it started the on the Thursday and finished the Saturday. They both finished on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, pretty early. Um, but the, the Frontier have confirmed that the modified frameshift drives will, at some point, be offered as rewards in the future, so that those commanders that were a bit you know, slow off the mark, missed out mm. on this CG, can have a chance to earn them in a future CG. Yeah. And you remember that happened. We had the Class A, uh, 5A, 
yeah. uh, modified drives because um, they were re-offered in a later CG. And the five A's are available at Tech Brokers in exchange for materials, but Frontier haven't confirmed that's going to be the case with the three, four, and six mm -hmm. uh, Class A. Um, so the best way is to keep an eye out on the CGs or an ear on Flossie and she'll tell you what to do. Absolutely, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited for mines when they arrive. Mm. Mm. I was one of those people who was on the next morning, the Sunday or the Monday, going, where, where, where's, my, where's my FSDs? Where's my FSDs? Where's my FSDs? And hell, on Friday. <laughs> it's always the Friday. Oh. Always. Well, they're, they're still making them. They're still manufacturing them. They can't. Yeah. They're manufactured. They've sent them off for engineering. That's what they're doing. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't I Fel think of Felicity Farsi is pulling overtime for this. <laughs> 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 yeah. What do you mean you want range and a faster boot up time? Well, it'll curse you. She's doing that she's doing that uh, mechanic thing, you know, when they go Oh, it's gonna cost you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's the sucking of teeth. Yeah, the, yeah. I think garage mechanics go on a course to learn that or is it part, part no, the, I think it's. I think it's just. Yeah, I think it's, it's like, just some natural reaction to you wanting something. It's, to it's one of the first tests. They, they when they check them out they, before they had to see. Do you know which end of a spanner to hold? Just said, can you can you make that noise? All right, you're in then. You can open. <laughs> yeah. What they do is every every morning when they arrive at work, they make them drink an Esther Ranson cocktail, which oh. is Perno Uzo marmalade and salt. <laughs> and it's called the Esther yeah. Ransom because it pulls your gums back over your teeth. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. Get terrible jokes. I thought that was my department. I'm going to have to... Shop steward. Yes. No, don't worry. Don't worry. I, I realise I'm treading in your... Uh, Demarcation. Uh, I'm getting into your territory there. I realise I'm dicing with death. <laughs> Where's my prize? Yeah. I mean... Where's my prize? Oh, or rather, it should be rush my prize. Did you, prize. Did you, uh, do you see that during the week? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, hats off to the guy, but uh, I mean, well, um, well done. But there was a touch of a hat. there was a touch of toy and pram going on. I thought, uh, oh, I yeah, there was. Yeah. I mean, how I've done dare this and you don't even care about me enough to give? How me dare Frontier not sit up at? Two o'clock in the morning, you know, monitoring all channels. Yeah. Um, Some, yeah. Oh look! Oh look! Somebody's just got an elite five. <laughs> yeah, he's got all the elite fives. Quick! quick. Yeah, uh, it's like an alarm goes off and red lights start flashing. Um, no, something tells. I kind of think as well. They probably don't want to encourage people to grind the game to that extent. You know what I mean? It's that can't be good for you. That guy must have no life that. Well, do you remember? Yeah, yeah. Was I want to see no life. You know, it was way back when it was like thirty-three oh one, wasn't it? And the the chap who got the first triple. In, yes, there was a. Yeah. There was first. Yeah, that, it was like um, ten ten grand or something. It was, mm. it was, what? A, it was a substantial wow. reward for <laughs> ten getting, grand. Ten grand yeah, of real money. Yeah. yeah, it was. It yeah. was what? in the early days. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And he did no, it wonder like he's on, no wonder he's on asking for where his prize is for five elites. Yeah. <laughs> that would be as well, just in the off chance. Well, what about CQC? Come on, come on. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 that. that's as well. Yeah, yeah, you need CQC. And I think there are people out there who probably are uh, Elite 5 in CQC. 
I know there's people who've gone around the board a few times. I've seen them. They've come, in, they've come in and terminated us with extreme prejudice on Hotbox CQC nights. I'm, I'm just, I'm just talking. No, joking. it's not, it's not joking. on the. I just looking at the because he po- did a he posted a screenshot in his uh, in his front in his forum post. Yeah. Of um, the Inara rankings. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. just scrolling through it now. I'm going to go to page one. Oh, there he is. But then um, the Inara rankings are just Inara players, are just players it, who have. It is, Inara. but they don't include CQC. So a uh, little bit of yeah, it's got combat, trade, exploration, mercenary, and exobiologist. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's number one. Isn't yeah. He? <laughs> well, on Inara, he's number one, and he's earned this well, round of applause. Yay! Yay! Yeah, we should. Yeah, don't overdo it. Mugged. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, th- I think he's a, it's, it's an achievement and it it's is. a great achievement. <laughs> but is. yeah, I, but I don't know. There's something, there's something there's, strange there's, about there's, nobody demanding a prize out of a cake or anything. Yes. Yeah. I, there's something odd about demanding a prize that nobody said they were going to give you. <laughs> you know, it just it yes. seems a bit odd somehow. Remember him yeah. for his humility. Yeah. So, I mean, putting that to one side, he's done, it's a fantastic achievement. Yeah. And he was, and by his own words, very, very drunk. He was absolutely settled. Where's my prize? Where's my prize? God, and he did combat last. I mean, how the hell could you shoot straight if you were that drunk? <laughs> well, clearly possibly, he could. Possibly he could, didn't he do did it all in the same night. <laughs> He may have done those things when he was sober. But there well, I think that I think that's all the attention now that he was looking for. So, well done, Burke Bakunin. Yes, well done. So, well done. So, a, a, what's become a regular feature of the Tuesday live stream is Beetlejuice seems to have her own slot, um, a regular Pardon? feature. Pardon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've already. Yeah. <laughs> that's the second mention of. Oh. Is, uh, <laughs> and if 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 you look at the picture on screen, um, it's a, it's an oil painting. When I first saw it, I thought it was uh, it, it was chalk. I mean, because obviously, why I'm would you so- paint oil? It just lies here in a puddle. But this thing's enormous. It's it's <laughs> oh. it's, it's a one. You know how big a one is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely huge. Fantastic. Yeah, and uh, mega ship. Very good. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, oh, that's good. A, I mean, you, you, uh, apology officer, you you you're allowed not to know this, mm-hmm. and Palantir because you you're on Xbox, <laughs> and Palantir you're allowed not to know this because you don't actually play the game. Yeah, I'd yeah. like to. I'd like to. You would like to. But, but, so the the other Put two down under cooking. <laughs> but you other two have got no excuse. Did you know that if you're on foot and wave, you know the new emotes that came in update eight or nine, I forget, um, but the new emotes that we've got, when you're on foot and wave at your ship, it'll dismiss. What? Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> so be very, very careful. So that's <laughs> Although in all fairness, I didn't know that because I'm never out of my ship. <laughs> well, I went out of mine this morning uh, to go to try- and 
have a look at this. Um, Pick up the milking papers. <laughs> the CG, <laughs> uh, the ground battle thing. So I got out of my ship and ran it because I couldn't land there. So I got out and ran across to the, the settlement and ran inside and watched all these people fighting. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, my ship did dismiss itself, so it must have been over. Yeah. Either I waved or it was over two kilometres away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I found sometimes it, it, it generally does, you know, nine out of ten times it'll dismiss itself after two kilometres, but sometimes it doesn't. No, I've never had it where it no, doesn't. Okay. Yeah, I found a lot of that during... In uh, fact, I'll, I'll be in the SRV and I'm going along and I think, oops, I'm nearly at two. Oh, yes, I am. There it goes. And it's instant. It, I always thought it was 1.5. It's two. Two, oh, two. two generally, but even I know that. Yeah, well, I've it. seen it take off as I'm crossing the two two kilometre line. Yeah. They must have adjusted yeah, yeah, it for yeah. Odyssey then. Maybe, uh, <laughs> uh, maybe yeah. yeah, yeah, whatever you say, yeah, 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 yeah whatever. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what, what, what emote do you think we should? Uh, mm. How do you get it back? How do you recall your ship? Mm. What, what emote do you? Oh. Just open open the arms like a big hug. <laughs> Click your heels together or something. Or, you could do, yeah, yeah. You'd have to have read the mag boots on though. Red sparkly mag boots. Oh yes, like uh, mm. yeah, like in the expanse. Yes. Curly, curly finger, perhaps. Curly finger might do it. Yeah. <laughs> Oi, come back! <laughs> you could hold out a dog biscuit. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Oh, so there's a. If anybody's wondering what the hell um, the janitor picture is, um, it, this is what happens after Hanky and Rampage have been doing their bromance thing in settlement. So, oh, somebody has to go out with a mop. Somebody, uh, somebody put this up as a screenshot. It was. Um, he does bear a passing resemblance to Mister Dusty, doesn't he? I don't. I don't want to start mm. any salacious yeah. rumours, but. Hey, mm, Mister Dusty. <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking at the moustache and the eyebrows, and you know. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, he's got a cigarette in his mouth, and I don't. Yeah, cigarette. So. Yeah. yeah. It's could a fighting moustache like that. Could be one of those sweetie cigarettes that look like a cigarette, but you, but you can't buy them anymore. And he's got, a, he's got a dustbin lid on his head as well. <laughs> well, I think that's task appropriate. Yes. It looks the top off of R two D two to me, but it does. Yeah. yeah. Looks like a like a like you said the dustbin lid sealed. It's got <laughs> ye- yellow marigolds on and yeah. Mm. Anyway, it's a post on foot conflict zone cleanup. Um, mm. So some of the, the usual sort of rash of stellar screenshots. Um, Notice Frontier put them in a in a weekly video now. Now they don't. I couldn't find them on uh, on YouTube, but they are available on Galbook. So you, if you uh, have a quick search of Frontiers. In fact, it's on the Elite Dangerous page on on Facebook. I've noticed they often put them in like a like a showreel. Some of them pretty good. Mm. And then they went on as usual, um, not not with the same zeal that Arf usually gets on to play in the game. At the end, they they sort of do it almost reluctantly for the last ten minutes. <laughs> but they were quite interesting. This one, I, I did sit and watch it because they were uh, Zach was landing on one of the smallest landable planets in the galaxy. Oh, wow. Um, a place called Quantum World, and it's like a real potato. It's all quantum. Um, <laughs> it's only a 137-kilometre radius. and but that's, that's it, practically an asteroid. 
proper yeah, potato. Pretty, pretty it's, <laughs> it's, uh, somebody can post the system uh, name in the uh, in the chat, but uh, it's flyedgear. QN-TD3-17. So if you want to fool around with very, forget. very... <laughs> I was going to say, you wouldn't forget that name in a hurry. Yeah, precisely. So if you want to fool around well, with something with very little gravity, um, listen to Hot and Red. No, I mean, uh, give Quantum World a visit. <laughs> I quite like the sound of that, actually. I might see yeah, that place. It was, it was good fun. Uh, his SRV was spent most of the time in the sort of... Is it fliving, not driving? It was flying yeah. all the time, yeah. yeah. I think it's called Flydigier. Flyed Flyedgier. Flyedgier. That'll yeah. do. That's close enough. Flyedgear. Yeah. Diddly do that. Yeah, diddly do that. They diddly and they diddly do that system. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that was it. It was quite it was a good lifestyle. Well, uh, over the uh, over the hour again, just but uh, yeah. quite quite entertaining. Cool. Might give that a visit. Last one now. Obviously, now if people um, watch um, Doctor Who, um, which Doctor, obviously, Doctor Who Doctor, or Doctor Whom, yes, I would prefer. Yes. Um, now, it's spoiler coming up here. If you haven't seen this episode that was broadcast um, at the weekend, um, they've they've been taking some lessons from Flossie, I think, because they were in being invaded by the Sontarans, and how did they deal with them? They panned them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> although, although, Down goes the Sontaran. Yes. Yeah, although John Bishop was using a walk. Yeah, well. Yes. I've, yeah. Seen, I've seen that now. I've seen Standard that. That, walk, that was yeah. good. Yeah. John, John Bishop's in Doctor Who. He was, he eh? yeah. Yes. He was. Yeah. Really? He was in Doctor Who, yeah. He turned up uh, <laughs> playing a character quite similar to John Bishop. <laughs> no, but, um, no, he turned up and he's, he, he was quite sort of front and centre in the whole episode as well. It was mm -hmm. good. Yeah, mm. yeah. I I almost got it right because when you when was it Peter that said to you, Helen, to have you seen Doctor Who? Yeah, and you know the bit I mean, and Helen <laughs> went, yeah, I know the bit you mean. I went, did somebody <laughs> have a Dalek with a frying pan? I thought I'd better not say anymore. No, spoilers, you know. I was too close to the truth. <laughs> I'd, I'd missed I'd missed that episode and the week before's episode as well. So I got to watch two really? in a row. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was getting tuned in for one and there was two and I was like, this is excellent. So, yeah. We don't get out much. It's probably for the best. Yeah, still traumatised hiding behind the sofa from uh, yeah. from the 70s. Mm. <laughs> oh, I'm hiding from the 60s. Oh, shit, that's giving it away, yes. No, I am. <laughs> I, I do remember watching the very first episode when it was uh, broadcast live in 1963. I do. Mm. Mm. Yes, I remember that. Right, I've seen and the thank you for episode, this this week's sorry. episode of All Our Yesterdays. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Radio 4, isn't it? Mm. Don't know, I never listened to it. And now as we're going to move on here. And the, this next comment, uh, it's. I mean, I haven't run out of uh, ways to put this, but Commander Chicks and Tom Smith Crackers, who've been bringing you dad jokes since 1829, uh, would like to take ownership of this next uh, thing. It's the same dad jokes as well, isn't it? They've never yeah. updated them. Yeah. <laughs> He's dicing with death, that I can tell you. Oh, yes. Uh, are you, are you You'd go for it. Yeah, yeah. If, if Alvin gets serious, mm -hmm. how does he express it? With a... Anyone? Anyone? Well, that's, anyone? Quite, that's quite harsh. 
Bueller. A hard bark. <laughs> oh. Did you say hard bark? Oh, hard bark. Hard bark. Oh, I said hard bark. Oh, sorry. Right, carry on. Let us move <laughs> swiftly on. Uh, much like last week's CG, as Flossie tells us what's happening and what we have to do. Is your bell Helen? It's Flossie. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. Flossie here with this week's Community Goals News. Last week's CGs, uh, the Colonia Bridge Project second phase in Alcor and Colonia. As you've probably already heard at least twice <laughs> previously, both CGs ended extremely quickly. Alcor at 9.10 UTC on Saturday and Colonia at 18.12 UTC later on Saturday. All five tiers complete mean 20 additional dockable megaships, plus 3A, 4A and 6A modified FSDs for all participants over 75% at Alcor. Six additional dockable megaships, plus 3A, 4A and 6A modified FSDs for all participants over 75% at Colonia. These should be placed into storage at the relevant CG stations by the end of Friday 12th of November, unless anything goes wrong and it could be Monday the 15th. New CGs. Fight for Aegis and Admiral Aidan Tanner or Fight for Taurus Mining Ventures. The megaship Musashi is commanded by Aegis Chief Military Liaison Admiral Aidan Tanner. Who made this announcement? The Hind Mine asteroid base contains proof that Salvation's unlicensed anti-Xeno weapon is intentionally designed to provoke the Sargoids and therefore endangers us all. As Taurus Mining Ventures refuses to cooperate, we have no choice but to obtain evidence by force. This may be our only opportunity to discover Salvation's true ambitions. I urge all independent pilots who have fought alongside Aegis to help us complete this vital mission. Admiral Aidan Tanner has asked pilots to support his efforts by handing in combat bonds at the megaship Musashi in a T-Tauri system. Patience Middleton, a spokesperson for Taurus Mining Ventures, responded. This is an illegal attack that jeopardises the important work we are undertaking on behalf of salvation. It is in the galactic community's interest to defend our corporate headquarters. Taurus Mining Ventures have asked pilots to support their efforts to repel Aegis by handing in combat bonds at the hind mine in the T-Tauri system. The two factions have set out seven-day campaigns which will end when the top tier is reached or early on Thursday the 18th of November 3307. 
To be eligible for rewards, you must sign up as an active participant before handing in combat bonds at the Megaship Musashi or the Hind Mine in the T-Tori system. And that's it for this week's CG News. Blossy told you what to do. Thank you, Flossy. Let's hope that these CGs last a little bit longer than last week's. Um, it's great news that there were so many people interested, but I bet a lot of people were disappointed that they couldn't take part. It's the opposite of disappointment now. It's those trapeze artists of truth, those conjurers of colonic outpourings, the people who can tell you everything you didn't know about the galaxy but were afraid to ask. It's Commanders Beetlejuice and Wotherspoon with the Galnet News Digest. Galnet News Digest, 11th of November 3307. Reread the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Theta Group arrested. Admiral Tanner in T Tory standoff. Dredger deadlock. Theta Group arrested. The majority of bomb making NMLA terrorists in the Theta Group have been arrested by the Affiliated Counter-Terrorism Unit, ACT. These pests have been blowing up starports for more than a year now, except when they were incarcerated by the Empire in a top-secret interrogation facility. But they managed to escape from that place without too much trouble. Now, back in the hands of the authorities, there's every chance they will escape again. In any case, the leader of the bomb makers, Theta-7, is still loose, after going to ground shortly before the recent Parisa bombing. It's almost inevitable there'll either be a shootout or another bombing just round the corner. Admiral Tanner in T-Tory standoff Aidan Tanner, military head honcho with anti-Thargoid agency Aegis, is trying to find out who Salvation is. Mysterious scientist and rival to Aegis, Salvation has been building a weapon to destroy Thargoids in bulk. But Tanner wants a bit of the action, and is threatening Salvation's fixers, Taurus Mining Ventures, with something bad if they don't tell him where Salvation is. Naturally enough, Taurus Mining Ventures, who live in a rock in Titori, have refused to help the Admiral. Aegis is also reported to be displeased that Tanner has waltzed off with one of their megaships and have politely but rather stiffly invited him to return it at the earliest opportunity. Dredger Deadlock There's no indication that either side in the Dredger dispute is going to back down any time soon. Orion University claims the old dredger is theirs. The Scrivener clan point out that they've been living on it for more than 200 years. Orion University has turned off the dredger's hyperdrive and the Scriveners are preventing crew from Orion University's megaship Scientia Eterna from boarding. Canon Research made a very generous offer to buy the dredger at more than the market rate and to donate it to the clan in return for the contents of the Knowledge Core. 
However, the clan is reported to treat the core almost like a religious artifact and nothing will persuade them to part with it. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. Thank you, as always, to Commanders Beetlejude and Weatherspoon, without whom the last four minutes would have been uh, much quieter. Time now for the Apology Officer to tell us who went faster, further, higher, and all that stuff in the Hutton Helper results. Welcome to the Hutton Helper Results. The Hutton Helper Results are sponsored by the Hutton Helper, the only third-party resource to come with a golden ticket. It doesn't get you in anywhere, but it's free, so, you know. This week we have the following events. The I came all the way out here and didn't get a lousy t-shirt tourist trophy. The buy one, get none free shield. The I've made up tokens and I give myself a token for every mission I run and I'm ready to cash them in and you owe me a beluga. Wishful Thinking Award. The I'll scream and scream and scream until I'm sick, Bonnie Langford Memorial. The Is there a prize for getting hammered and heading out to a combat zone? Free tumblers for every billion co- cashed in challenge. And the What does 4.5 light years get me in Air Miles tournament? So, save up all your green shield stamps, work hard and play hard, and above all, um, I can't remember, it'll come back to me. This week's Hutton Helper results are Maxantheus leads exploration this week with an astounding 197,140 light years travelled. A very own commander checks. What? Nothing. Sold 55,098 tonnes of cargo for a first place. Top mission runner, Zeno Black Dragon, or Zero Black. Excuse me, Zero Black Dragon, who recorded a score of 383 mission points. Alex Zuno is top of the bounty hunters with exactly 1 billion credits earned. Janix handed in a little over 668 million credits of combat points to top the table. And Major General Nocte Vegas has topped the list of passengers and transported 2,949 bums on seats. We have three actual hunting runs this week. I thought there might have been more due to the bandit run, but three it is. So, Ruby Doo set a time of 1 hour, 23 minutes and 57, 52 seconds, putting them in 80th place. Well, Funky Abigail did the run in 1 hour, 24 minutes and 39 seconds, which puts her in joint 201st place. Uh, so, oh, with Commander Chicks. What? Nothing, you, you won a thing. It's fine. Oh, thanks. Tazi brought up the rear with a time of 1 hour, 43 minutes and 34 seconds, landing them in 532nd place overall for the Hut and Run. Uh, you know what? What the hell? It's Bandit Run week, so Hut and Runners get a decal too. Funky Abigail and Tazi already have theirs, so that's 
Surface Detail, who won one back in the 14th of October but still hasn't claimed it. And Rubido. So, his email, I took part at hutandorbital.com and arranged to collect your hut and decal kit, which this week consists of a free hut and decal. Because you're special and we love you very, very much. Have you been grinding your elite rank tirelessly, hoping to become elite and everything, only to find out you're not elite in CQC and now you can't be bothered? Did you think you would be showered in riches amidst the adulation of your comrades, only to discover tomorrow is just an ordinary day? I appreciate you must be a bit crestfallen at this point, but not all is lost. You too can reach the heady heights of the hut and helper stat tables. How you ask? Well, I'll tell you how. Just go to hot.furthermug.com and download or sign up for the Hut and Helper before getting out there and selflessly doing everything you can for the good of humanity. And remember to take plenty of breaks and look out the window once in a while. No, the real window. Let's face it, anything has to be better than hanging around, getting drunk and waiting for someone to give you a present they said they, they never said they would give you. Well, that's it for this week. Did I get a hat or anything? What about a nice t-shirt? Okay, half a curly whirly and a packet of love hearts, but that's my final offer. No, 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 wait, wait. Uh, oh. Thank you, Mia. And if anyone knows those commanders, please tell them about their good fortune and point them to the Facebook or Discord post that will appear tomorrow. Time now for the commander who knows no fear and so starts every adventure with a smile on her face and no insurance. Good evening. This is Amelia Hawke reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest. We try all the galaxy's rarest and most dangerous commodities. So you don't have to. Where do Hanky's clones go when they reach retirement, do you think? Does he have them pulped and fed to the other clones? Does he send them to work in the uranium mines out in Colonia until they fall apart? No. Emperor Hanky, great elephant of all the Colonias, wouldn't do nasty things like that. There are laws to stop him. He checked. The answer is that his clones go to live on a farm. Uh, uh, sort of. After a life of service, he sends them to live in Rapabau, on the intriguingly named planet C2. The low gravity is good for their joints, and they also dedicate themselves to another favourite occupation of all the hankies. Snakes. Master herpetologist original hanky brought them to Rapabau many years ago, and they flourished in the warm, humid atmosphere of C2. And they produce one of the bubble's most versatile rare commodities, Rapabau snakeskins. These intricately patterned and gorgeously coloured skins are tanned by master herpetologists to produce a leather which can be used for bags, jackets, boots, hand, hatbands, ship seating and or even the occasional guitar strap. For the non-specialist, I should explain that snakes shed their skins at various stages in their lives, so there's no cruelty involved. 
these snakes are free range and live out their lives on an expansive reserve, which the clones manage and keep stocked with prey animals. But here's the thing. Like most snakes, they can be dangerous. And the most sought after snakes are also the larger skins. And the larger skins are shed by the larger snakes, which have grown out of them, basically. It's also worth noting that the gravity on C2 is only 0.47g, which means the snakes can grow big. I mean, really big. So big, in fact, that they can easily gulp down a fully grown human and still have room for a meerkat or two. So, in order to retrieve the snakes, workers have to venture out into a vast game reserve in half gravity, looking for where the giant snakes live so that you can steal their discarded skins and get away before they realize you're there and decide you'd make a nice ready meal for one. The clones don't get involved in retrieval. They're a, a bit elderly, as I said, and they know better. They hire in young, fit persons with a taste for danger and pay them based on the quality, size and number of skins recovered. I have travelled to the surface with a group of new recruits eager to make their fortune. On the shuttle ride down, they chat excitedly and there are obviously nerves in there, you know, although everyone tried to cover this with bravado. The pilots are a different story. They are two elderly clones who don't seem phased by the excitement in the back and they're even less interested in getting to know where any of the new recruits. They didn't even acknowledge their greetings. The veteran Skinners call the new recruits Bennies. It's a reference to some ancient Earth comedian who could run really fast. There's no attempt to learn any of their names. They're all called Benny. We land at a known spot which gets used for recruits' first outings. It's a small elevated area of ground with a flat area on top known as Benny Hill. Our orientation briefing goes along the lines of 1. Watch each other's backs 2. Don't get cornered 3. If you are chased, don't climb a tree, snakes can climb trees too 4. Discretion is the better part of valour and 5. No one will think you're a bad person if you leave your partner behind to get eaten. The excitement and bravado dies a quiet, sober death right there. Everyone is suddenly very serious. Our teachers will also be my guides for this visit, and we gear up. One of them, Bjorn, is quite chatty, but the other guy keeps himself to himself. It's hot here, and very humid too. My guides advise travelling light with only essential items such as water, salt tablets, anti-venoms and a first aid kit each. I stick with my standard survival kit. If things do kick off then I doubt I'll be able to outrun these two wry bastards anyway, so I may as well go equipped for anything. We move away from the landing spot and my guides get their bearings quite quickly. They have a few favourite spots and I've been tracking me... Um, and have been tracking mature snakes in the area for some time. The bennies, um, well, they're a bit more cautious. They stay within visual range of one another. I, I feel a bit sorry for them now. Our group enters some woodland, although it feels more like jungle with the heat and the high humidity. After some time, we find an old dead tree which has fallen over. Our benny moves off to investigate, while Bjorn tells me that this is a likely shedding spot. 
The rough bark of the tree helps the snakes when shedding, and there's plenty of foliage around them for, you know, hidden areas where they can hide when they're vulnerable. We get a hand signal from Benny over by the tree and we move forward. He has a big grin on his face and points to a spot in the bushes. I look more closely and see the skin itself. It's a fresh one according to Bjorn and it's the biggest snake skin I've ever seen. The guys reckon it's from an anaconda and if I had to guess I'd say it was around 10 meters by two. Bjorn tells me to keep watch as they start to roll the skin up. I agree but uh I do wonder if that's necessary. I mean, if it's that big, it's not likely to be able to sneak up on us, is it? You would notice something 10 metres by, you know, long by two metres broad coming at you. I look at their suddenly pale and very serious faces. It's behind me, isn't it? Bjorn nods almost imperceptibly, and they both slowly stand up. I can't help it. I have to look. And it's looking straight back at me. The front or on the side is pale, underside is pale coloured, the head long and flat with eyes near the front. It looks a lot like the front of an anaconda ship actually. The moment of stillness is broken by a branch hitting uh, the snake on the left side of the face. Benny shouts run and my instincts kick in. Before I even realise what's happening I'm running full pelt back to the landing spot with Benny and Bjorn right behind me and I thought I'd have trouble keeping up. It would seem that my time with Galnet Rares, coupled with the cold dread of being eaten alive, have given me quite a turn of speed. Eventually, the chase is over. Bjorn thinks we may have uh, strayed onto the territory of another snake, so we're on our guard as we head back to the shuttle. We encounter one of the pairs of bennies from earlier, and the scene is like something from a horror movie. A young woman with a mohawk hairdo and tribal tattoos is covered from head to toe in blood. She sits next to her companion and a large reticulated python, well, both of whom are very, very dead. Her co-benny has been constricted and consumed by the python, but it seems that the woman, um, I believe her name is Benny, was able to kill the python with a knife and free her companion. It came out of the long grass, she says. Before I knew what was happen it, happening, it curled around Annie and was eating her head first. I managed to kill it and cut her out, but she was already de dead. Am I in trouble for killing a snake, she asks. Benny speaks for the first time, saying, I think we can let it slide this time. That looks like a good skin. Let's get it off the snake and back to the station. You'll do fine, kid. What's your name? Bjorn and I look at each other, shocked. Although I have to admit, she's earned her acceptance. I'm Agatha, she replies. And with that, we set to work skinning the snake. I'm not on lookout this time, thankfully. My name is Amelia, and along with Benny, Bjorn, and Agentha, I'm oh, I almost got swallowed by a boa constrictor this afternoon. So you don't have to. I reckon we're going to get murdered by Hanky. 
<laughs> we're going to get a 50-page essay on where we went wrong. <laughs> yeah, all the things we did wrong with snakes. Don't care. Nobody cares. No, yes. I tell you the one thing you did wrong with snakes, turning your back on one. Yeah, slithery yes. little bastards. Yes. 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 Very, yeah. very sneaky. Yes. Yeah. That is how much... Together, it's very sneaky. Oh, jeez. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Oh. And he say I'm bad. Mm. You are bad. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Another exciting so, one. You're, you're, you're running like you're in Doctor Who, but it's good size. Yes. Yeah. I, I know. Run. Just run. Yes. Running just, is good. Just, just run. Yes. Was, and uh, running. Hello, I'm Benny. A good run, run for your life. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, well, that's a good one. But, length. yeah, I mean, um, yes. mm. all the Bennies uh, congregate on Benny Hill. Mm. Yeah, yeah, of course they do. Yeah, I have heard that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's, of course um, there was also a Agnetha, Ben, uh, Benny, Bjorn, and now Amelia because Annie Frida has been eaten alive. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, it looks like you've joined Abba as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was how the um, in the Falklands. It was how the troops referred to the locals. Yeah. They called them Bennies. That's ah. right, yeah. That's, that's all, where it came from. I, I'd heard that story. <laughs> they all wore, because uh, they all wore woolly hats. And, oh, that uh, Benny. Not yeah, the other Benny. Benny. All yeah. Benny. <laughs> Benny, yeah. Hello, Benny Miss Diane. <laughs> that, that's Diane. the one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And uh, the locals found out about it and went went a bit mad. And oh. so, <laughs> so there, was an, there was an order went out, like, stop calling the locals Bennies. So they started calling them Stills. Mm -hmm. And eventually, one day, one of the officers was like, "What's a still?" They go, "They're still bennies." Oh, yeah, still a bennie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had heard that story, and that's where that's where the idea of bennies came from. I thought, "Let's call everybody Benny." And then I thought, "I thought, oh, that'll be amusing." And then I thought, "Benny Hill." There has to be a reason why they're called bennies. And then I thought, "Benny Hill." Everybody used to run fast. <laughs> and I was halfway through the the thing, and then I, I had a moment of clarity when I was walking to work this morning. I thought. Benny Hill. They can <laughs> land on Benny Hill. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that entire thing was just for that one joke, was it? <laughs> Seems fair <laughs> enough to me. I squeeze, I squeeze the Ava references in as well. I want to make yeah. the most of it, you know? <laughs> oh, one joke per half an hour is not bad for this show. Yeah, it's not, it's not bad, yeah. <laughs> Trying to work my way up to that. As long as it raises a titter, I'm happy. Mm, pardon? <laughs> <laughs> The woman, I believe her name is Benny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I couldn't help that. I couldn't help that one. <laughs> Alitho thought it was worth every word for that joke. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, but you watch you watch this show every week, Litho, so um, yeah. you're no judge. Uh, it was worth sitting through the rest of it for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the good thing is with the recording, people can just go straight forward. To, I'll put a, a, a marker in so that people can just go straight to the joke. This week's yes, joke. Right. <laughs> Click on it and go to this week's joke. Yes, the joke. Yes. <laughs> I know when I've done them in the past, I've always get told I'll leave it too late to put the danger in, so I wanted to put it in early this time. Mm. And it was fairly bloody obvious that if you're going for giant snake skins, there's going to be giant snakes involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying desperately not to laugh through the whole thing. Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's very generous of you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think that was the best five of me has spent all week. 
Yes. That is Scottish money, though. I hope that's okay. It's Mm -hmm. attached to a piece of elastic, is it? (laughs) (laughs) So, is there anything coming up this week that we should know about before we uh, start? Before we head off? Or put our coat on and go, you know. We've got four minutes to 10 (laughs) o'clock. I don't know. I don't think there's anything. Well, obviously, there's a new community called Helen. Are we we aiming for a perfect 10? No, we're not. not. We're we're not Alex Zuno. And Vulcarius, we're not going to aim for the exact numbers. <laughs> Neither are we heading for a perfect 11.30-ish. Because <laughs> oh, we, we didn't have a... Half past 11. Friday. Yeah. 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 Yes. Well, I think I think we should quit whilst we're still alive. <laughs> not necessarily a <laughs> but still alive. That'll do. <laughs> Before they come with the burning religious symbols and put them on our lawn. Yes. Mm. I, Okay, I'm I'm holding my headphones. Are you standing by? I, I think oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Nope. Okay. <coughs> well, thanks to <coughs> thanks to the entire crew. It's been brilliant. Thanks for all the listeners and watchers who've been with us this evening. And if you're listening to the podcast, you too. Um, so I think it just remains for us to go with those immortal words, which is not our mics alive because we had that bit. Yes. Um, I think Amelia should do it. For the mug! For the mug! For the mug. Mug! No journey too long and no cargo too small. The profit margins never really mattered at all. We're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today. Super cruising all across the Milky Way. We'll take anything, anytime, anywhere. Loading up the teenagers to the brim with grace. Follow the map, follow the map. Yeah, you know just where we're coming from. Follow the map, follow the map. Now everybody sing the hot and trucker song. Into the sun, Swivel X the pilot on the Xbox One. Alvin at the front, you know he leads us well. Trucking across the galaxy, now everybody else. Follow the map, follow the map. Yeah, you know just where we're coming from. Follow the map, follow the map. Now everybody sing the hut and trucker song.
Chicago where it's needed today. Super cruising all across the Milky Way. We'll take anything, anytime, anywhere. So shout it out loud like you don't even care. Follow the back, follow the back. Yeah, you know just where I'm coming from. Follow the back, follow the back. Now everybody sing the hot and trucker song. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everyone's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too? Seamless.